Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. We consider it a privilege, as always, to bring you more biblical principles for contemporary living. Stay tuned, you're going to be blessed in this particular message as I'll be speaking from the theme, Let's Take the Roof Off for Somebody. In pursuance of our theme, Walking in Faith and Favor, by the help of the Holy Spirit this morning, I want to draw attention to one more feature in the feasibility of what we have come to call faith. It is said of faith that faith is the primitive energy, listen to this, that makes things thought impossible possible. Faith is the daring confidence in God's ability to validate his own reality, proving that nothing shall be impossible to him that hath faith. 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 The song poet put it this way, oh, for a faith that's rooted deep in God's eternal word. A faith unmoved in times of storm that's anchored in my Lord, faith. In our series of preaching, what we have been placing the emphasis on thus far is faith for personal benefit. Faith for our health. I'm sick. I need to be healed. Faith for that house that I was turned down last month and they told me that my credit and my available resources would not permit me to sustain a mortgage. So faith that says I'll go back again. Faith for all kinds of things but personal. Today, I want to shed light on the fact that you may discover that the faith you have is not just for you. Amen. The faith that you have may well have been stationed there for somebody else who either doesn't know about faith or personally don't have faith. Lord, help me, Jesus. And so what you will notice, it's that this emphasis that I'm going to be placing on faith today is faith for someone else. Put yourself on the shelf now. Look away from yourself. I want you not any longer to be selfish with your faith, but selfless with your faith to the extent that you and I would discover that somebody will be able to say in a testimony, as was said by Laban in reference to Jacob. He said, I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Oh, Lord. 
Or you may want to go on and uh, consider what was said about Joseph. The Bible said the Egyptians' household was blessed for Jacob's sake. Have you ever considered the fact that God has endowed you with faith for someone else's sake? But because God and you have a relationship, he has promised to do certain things for you. But because of your hookup, so to speak, you ought to be positioned so you can help somebody who doesn't know a thing about this God, who doesn't know how he can do what our our ministers just showed us in that music that he can do it because some folk question as to whether he can do it but you and I ought to straighten out that question mark and make it an exclamation mark and say he can God has blessed you only to be a blessing not just so you might celebrate your blessing so then I'm speaking, and when I refer to Genesis uh, in chapter 30, verse 27, mark it down, read it when you get home, that's concerning Jacob. And then Genesis 39, verse 5, uh, speaking of what Joseph's presence meant to the house of Potiphar, the Egyptian. You are stationed where you are to make a difference. Your faith equips you. To make a difference. It isn't always about passing money. It isn't always by engaging in the game of can you top this. Elaborating on all the Lord has done for you. Put it on the shelf. And start focusing on somebody who is still searching. Somebody who is still hurting. Somebody who still don't know that he is able. Come on with me to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. They need to know that. And so I want you to just join me and put your hands together for the Holy Ghost who anointed those who ministered to us. It's a setup. I say it's a setup. When you, when you just recall what was just ministered to you in music and now put it with what is being delivered to you from bibliology, now come on, tell me the Holy Ghost is not up to something in your life and in my life. So then the question is, what kind of faith is this? I call it vicarious faith. Vicarious faith. Vicarious faith is the faith acting on the behalf of another. Mm. Vicarious faith is the faith that blesses somebody else more than it blessed you. Vicarious faith is when you can have something on board that when you step into the room, I feel the anointing right now, and you step into the room, you realize that it's not been about you. It's not all that God's doing for you. It's not all that God has blessing you with. My God, it's the fact that God stations you. He loads you. 
so that when you go in, you can deposit Sometimes just the atmosphere ought to change because you arrived. Something ought to happen because you were there. Listen to me, saints. We are so hooked on ourselves that we have lost many others who never got hooked on Jesus. The points of this message, number one, the vicarious faith. Two, the vigorous faith. Number three, the victorious faith. Stay tuned. You'll be further blessed through this message. Say vicarious faith. Now, I want you to also think with me that as you go on, vicarious faith is not new. I mean, it's, it's all in Scripture. If you look for it, it's there. What about the centurion? The Bible says that the centurion, who was a sergeant major, hmm? he, 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 wasn't, he wasn't in the church, but he was in society. And this man heard about Jesus. And he had a slave. And the slave got sick, sick unto death. Watch this, watch this. And when, under normal conditions, a slave of a Roman soldier got sick, he not only lost his job, but they discarded him. And so the pragmatism and power of this centurion Seeking Jesus out on behalf of his sick and dying servant. It, 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 you know, Jesus was profoundly impressed with the fact that this soldier would care that much for a slave. And what he said. Was I haven't seen faith like this in that whole church over there. I haven't seen faith in all Israel, the religious people, like I see in this man. He said, because the man's not only profoundly moved Jesus with his faith for his servant. But the fact that he was having insight as to the knowledge faith can work. He said, I want you to hear me. My servant is sick. Now, I know the other narratives, it says that he sent some other Jews to Jesus to ask Jesus to go to his house on his behalf to heal his servant. But Matthew has it that he, watch this now, came to Jesus himself, which further impressed Jesus. There's somebody who is not religious, but a militarist comes to Jesus. 
So why are you asking certain people, what you doing in here? I mean, you don't. Are you coming to church? What you, that's what the church is for. Broken, wounded, hurting people. But watch this, watch this. But now Jesus says, listen, he said, you, 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 you know, I, I, I have to be careful that I don't uh, equate certain things with Jesus because nothing can blow his mind. But to get close, he was strongly impressed with the man's faith and the power of the spoken word of faith. Jesus said, no, I don't have to go. Oh, no, no, Jesus said, I will go. He said, no, you don't have to go. Stay right there, right where you are, and just release the word of faith, and my servant shall be healed. Jesus said, oh, that's awesome. And the Bible said, and the moment that that word was released, the servant was healed. You don't have to impress anyone with your deep biblical knowledge. You, you don't have to, you know, try to move them with the depth of your religious standing. No. <laughs> you can sit on your pew and release a word of faith. And just release it instead of worrying about who's wearing what today. Didn't they wear, didn't you have that tie on last week? <laughs> didn't you have that? Did, but, but the, oh, they're not sitting over there today. Oh, they're over here. Oh, what? They are, I thought, what? You are a faith bearer. And with faith, you can do anything. And you're looking around superficially at all this other stuff. Come on, talk back to me. God, help me to realize the power that I am carrying to change things, to change people, to change situations. It's all in my faith. I don't have to argue with you. All I got to do is release my faith. Speak it. We got no. Open your mouth and speak it out, so that sound gets it. So that the phonic power is released in your face. Say something. For God's sake, stop looking at people and start speaking over people. Well, say the word of faith. It's a vicarious word. See, Matthew chapter 8, verse, reading verse 5 down through 13 for yourself. That's your own homework. St. Mark is the only one who said they took the roof off. <laughs> but they all say, when he saw their faith. Don't miss that phrase. They all say, when he saw their faith. Vicarious. Two, the vigorous faith. 
vicarious, vigorous. See, we can be all meek and mild. And, well, I release this in Jesus' name. I release it. Mm, Lord, you know my heart. You know my spirit, God. I don't have to be bothered. Oh, God. I'm just going to go, oh, God. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, God. I just want to do something, Jesus. They vigorously, when it says they broke up the root, that don't mean. that you cannot function in being cute. When somebody is dying, when somebody just got hit by a car, when somebody is just struggling out of the ocean where they were almost drowned, you don't... This is serious. Some folk are going to hell. And we are shouting, hey, hey, hey. I saw the light. I saw the light. I saw the light. Wait a minute. One man who was converted went back to his city and shouted, I saw the light. And then there was a cry. Hold it so I can see. There are people out here who don't have what you have. You're so hooked on getting things that even when God would give you things, you hinder it because you're so focused on yourself. Hmm? Just last week, I said to the Lord, this man, every time he sees me, he says, would you give me those glasses? I said, oh, no, okay. He said, well, would you, you got more? I said, no, but I don't have these. I only have one. I want, give me your glasses. And then one day, I was in my study. It was very quiet, and I was reading. And then finally, I started struggling. Why don't you release them? Just like that, why don't you release them? I said, okay, got up, went in, got them, put them in a little case. They're his. But when I'm driving along yesterday, a car comes right alongside me. And we're passing like this, and the person said, wait, wait, and hands me out a package. It's not just the glasses that I had given away, watch this, but the glasses that I wanted before I got the glasses that I'm giving away. I pulled my car over. 
to the side of the road. When I was by myself, I didn't do it while my wife was with me. But I waited until I got by myself and I opened them up. I said, What? I'm hung up on what I'm going to release, not knowing what's going to come back. And what comes back is better. It's better. It's better. It's better. It's better. It's better than what you release. Well, I sincerely trust that you have been inspired and informed that you can use your faith for someone else. So until next time, I shall come to you with more Concepts for Living. May God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, Go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living. <laughs>